Iceberg, right ahead! Hello and welcome to the Eurowatch, episode number 163 for the week of July 11th, 2022. I'm Ben Smith and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey Mike. Hello. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest and this week we'll be talking about this year's Eurovision Iceberg. How's it going, Mike? Uh, It's going well. We're finally at the point where things are quiet and we can look back at the previous year and see what all we missed. Yes, all of the EBU has their little out-of-office responder, hello, I will be gone for the month of July. I love that Europe goes on vacation because it means that we can kind of go on vacation. It's a good time to start thinking retrospectively about, hey, how was this year's Eurovision? What were some of the things that we maybe wanted to cover or just like in the moment had like too many things to cover and cut? That's why I like the Eurovision iceberg. Apparently this has happened on the Eurovision Reddit for a few years. But yeah, like I mostly had seen it on Twitter. It was like, oh, that's fun. And then was progressively more concerned with how many of the things I knew in the iceberg as I continued scrolling down. Yes. So yeah, just to contextualize this for folks in case you haven't seen the Eurovision iceberg, it's a picture of an iceberg that's divided into layers. You have the top layer, which is stuff that is like just the tip of the iceberg of news stories, fandom, weirdness, that sort of thing. And then each layer goes a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, and you don't even have to get that deep into it before you start hitting some really obscure stuff. Yeah, I would say there's a pretty good handful of things that I had no idea about or did not realize was a thing. Yeah, like it just gets progressively more obscure and I would say more online. I think it is a good measurement of how online you are or yes. like where your onlineness is. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll dive into that, but just this. it's a good metric of just like how much grass you need to touch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a different version of the iceberg. It's just like, okay, how tall is this piece of grass? So <laughs> <laughs> to talk about some of the stuff that is above the surface of the iceberg, my, my main reaction to these was just sort of a, a very John Melanius. We've all seen a bird in the airport. We know what these things are. Like, Beatty's Drava. Yeah, we know. We were clapping along. We all we all love Beatty's Drava. Things like Russia getting kicked out. The whole Alina Posh saga. We, we covered that in real time. Some of these are evergreen as well. In the very center, at the very top, it just says LEAKS in all caps. And so there's leaks every year. Ukraine wins. I would hope you would know that by now if you were listening to a Eurovision podcast. Ukraine won this year. Maybe we should get a little bit below the surface? Yeah, just like starting to descend. And so what we did is each of us went through the iceberg on our own and found things at each of the tiers that we wanted to talk about or that we maybe didn't cover in our normal season coverage. This is a way to go back and talk about what the heck was going on. We'll have a link to the iceberg post in our show notes, but just to give you a sense, there are, I think, 250 items somewhere around there on this image. Yes. So there, there is a lot to go through, and I would say I was probably at about 70% of being like, oh, yeah, I'm at least vaguely aware of what it's referring to. There were a number of these on the lower tiers where I think if you had told me, what does this phrase mean, I could probably work my way out to what it was. But there's also some stuff that was very fun to dig into and go, wait, what? How did I miss that? Starting to go below the surface of the iceberg, one thing that I had wanted to talk about as we were talking about Germany was the saga of the band Electric Callboy getting rejected from the German selection process. 
part of I think the conversation around it was that the band used to be known as Eskimo Callboy, and then everybody was like, "Really?" And the band was like, "We are now Electric Callboy," which I'm not sure is better. Whatever, name your band whatever you want. I have seen my fair share of concert announcements recently where it's band name, formerly name. We're like, yeah, somebody should have been like, you're calling your band Mandolin Orange. That is a real one that I saw where they've changed their name to something very different where you're not like, this is terrible. So Electric Cowboy are a German group who sent in the song Pump It to the German National Selection to potentially represent Germany in this year's song contest. And the reason that I kept trying to find a way to bring this in is that I love this song. Oh, really? Is that <laughs> it is my kind of trash. I'm not a power metal person, but this felt enough like Hatari for me. Oh, okay. Where I think Germany just went very campy with Gendrick and saw what happened with that and sort of wanted to go as far in the other direction as possible. And I think this had maybe a little bit too much of that same energy, but also metal. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because when I was listening to the track in prep for this episode, I was thinking, oh, why didn't Germany go with this? And I, I didn't even really consider it from that angle. I was thinking more of metal did well last year. And there's a silliness about this, which is not quite germany's brand like 2021 notwithstanding but yeah it's like oh this would have been really outside the box for germany i think they still could have used it in their national final and ultimately have the audience make that call i would have loved to see it in turn because it was bright and colorful and just fun and i think it would have been of a piece with latvia's entry it had daughters of Reykjavik made it to eurovision i think that also would have been part of that tone i guess this like that is the chaotic energy i want so to get back to what happened with them they did send this song in the juries did not select the song to go through the public was outraged and made a petition that got one hundred and twenty thousand signatures asking for the group to be added as a wild card entry Oh, wow. Yeah. Some people thought that the song and the band were banned because of their name at the time. It turns out that it was rejected because, according to the jury, people aren't interested in the kind of music Electric Callboy produces. Other artists had better quality of songs. Really, Germany? The delegation were looking for diverse candidates and for someone who could do their best when in Turin. So the math is not mathing. Especially since one of the other items lower on the iceberg is Emily Roberts' lyrics. And like she biffed like 15 seconds of her song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like, ugh, okay. I found out about this song like somewhere in a week, two weeks before Germany's selection. I'm like, why? The entire time I was watching Germany's selection, I'm like, why is P- Pump It not here? Because that song was, again, it's fun and like it had like, a very distinct visual aesthetic. I think that would have helped out a lot as well. I, th- I think the biggest obstacle it had, it has, is that it would have needed a massive edit lyric-wise. There are a lot of f-bombs. There are a lot of f-bombs in there. <laughs> they're mostly being screamed, so you can't entirely tell that they're happening. But like we've seen cleaned-up versions of songs at Eurovision before. I'm sure they could have figured out something. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just so thankful that this popped up on the Eurovision iceberg because I've been quietly sitting here going, "Okay, how can we talk about this song?" Because it was one of my favorites this year, and it was it didn't even make the final. <laughs> oh, didn't even make our playlist of selection season. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So my pick for this tier is Sam Ryder Illuminati, and I was just like, oh, how have I not heard about this? So looked that up, and it stems from a tweet. Let me 
pull that tweet up. It's from at A-R-V-E underscore tweets. Her name is Eveline. And here's how it goes. What to do as a country like hashtag UK if you want to perform a bit better at Eurovision? Indeed, you send a openly provocative hashtag Illuminati puppet like at Sam Ryder Music, and everything will be just fine. Watch their symbolism. And then a picture of an eye, a picture of a pyramid, a lightning bolt, 666, hashtag Sam Ryder, hashtag Sam Ryder UK Eurovision, hashtag Freemasonry. Okay. <laughs> it also includes some photos. There's a press photo where there's a lightning bolt in the background of uh, a shot. Sam Ryder has a tattoo on his chest of the all-seeing pyramid thing from like the back of a dollar bill. Let's see. What's the next one? A video where he's doing the OK symbol. So that's 666. Oh, and then his promo photo from the UK announcement. Had you heard about this one? I had not, but just looking at this tweet, I'm sending you a video from my local terrible movie night, Trash Night, uh-huh. that they made like at this point nine years ago. Oh, geez. Called Super Mario 2 Hidden Truths Revealed! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! 2012. Okay. <laughs> making fun of the sort of video of the sort of like here's how the Illuminati is involved in X, showing like the shapes and various things from Super Mario 2. There's like a whole level of Twitter that is just people who are on there being like, X popular figure is Illuminati and here's why. It's been a minute since I've dealt with any Illuminati stuff. That's just like a fun blast from the past. Didn't get a ton of traction, only 14 retweets, 59 quote tweets, and like 23 likes. And then the first reply, hi Evelyn, what did you think of Cypress's 2021 entry, El Diablo? Her response, disgusting (laughs) i was just like okay this is where we're at right now as we go down the iceberg you had proposed as we were preparing the notes for this that maybe where we live as a podcast is tier three and i don't think you're incorrect because there are things that we brought up on this podcast hey there are no french songs this year a lot of stuff about the entries at san marino's selection the stage dive from cd zani oh yeah which i think may be my favorite moment from all of Eurovision this year. Uh-huh. I'm glad he didn't get hurt or anything, but yeah, it was just like just so beautifully shot. Yes, so. things like Hafi <laughs> Hafs Gia from the Icelandic selection. <laughs> just like the, the notes here, the performance and song itself are quite obscure, and I believe it talks about a volcano and has an entire recipe for hummus in both the Icelandic and English sources. Can confirm. ASC on ESC week. Yeah, we've been over that. <laughs> we so. did a whole side <laughs> podcast about that. Uh, support yeah. us on patreon.com slash or what. There wasn't really anything on here that I didn't already know about. Yeah. Or, yeah. So we're just like under the iceberg but not too far under but maybe not yeah maybe not pepe silvia level down in the bottom i was surprised by how much i missed in tier four because i feel like i'm much more informed on stuff below tier four speaking of pepe silvia like i i was making my whole board full of newspaper clips connected by red string about subwoofer meanwhile other people were doing that with circus mercus they were our initial who are these guys and then it turned out that then we had two people in wolf suits and we just sort of quietly were like okay circus mercus whenever you guys are ready we'll come back around and then we never did but as it turns out we might actually have a decent understanding of who they were a lot of the people involved in the 2016 Georgian entry, which is the last time they made the final, were also involved in Circus Mercus, probably, like Nika Kosharov. The group claims to be made of Circus Academy dropouts who got together in late 2020, but the Circus Academy they claim to be a part of seemingly didn't even exist in 2020. Yes, 
I know how PR works. You mean people are lying about their backstory? I can't believe that. On the internet? I know. Uh, oh. Yeah. The backstory of the band isn't consistent. Seeing they first claimed they dropped out, but later said to have been expelled from there and chose to tour with Mr. Kite's traveling circus for a few years before starting the band. Mr. Kite doesn't even have a traveling circus. It is fully stationary. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nika Kosharov was actually the second follower of the band's Instagram account and is said to be very close to Circus Mercus, being Facebook friends with some of the members and liking the group and their records labels pages. The identities of the members seem fabricated as the names seem like pseudonyms and the few members that do have Facebook accounts seem to have no photos of themselves, nor do they have any other individual social media. Speaking of, their website seems to have recently gone down and the domain is up for grabs. In terms of connecting it with Nika Kosharov and the group Young Georgian Lolita, a few people who are part of YGL have been credited for writing Circus Mercus's songs. Those who were originally mostly promoting Circus Mercus were in some way associated with Young Georgian Lolitas. The music Circus Mercus makes just straight up sounds like Young Georgian Lolitas. Yeah, and it was essentially confirmed that he's part of the group once the group started attending the pre-parties, but somewhat uncertain if the rest of the members are part of YGL or just this project anyways. If you're like, why does this sound like the last time Georgia made the final as I was? It turns out it probably is the same group. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you to the dedicated internet sleuths who looked up who the second person to like their account on Instagram was. <laughs> this is like the level of dedication of the people who watch when the various Real Housewives unfollow one another on social media. And then you had the note here, pull the clip. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. There's just like a lot of Ranella stuff in the iceberg this year. This one is not exclusively there, but feels spiritually like it belongs there. A lot of the groups this year were starting to do their own video diary things. I was paying attention to CD Zonis because they were very entertaining and very well produced. And then saw a clip from one where I'm assuming this was from Steen's video diaries or whatever. Maybe it was just something that the Dutch threw together. It has to have been her video diary because I don't think a Votress would let be that candid, although the Dutch are very direct. But there's just this delightful clip, and this tracks nicely with my comment about Housewives because it, it feels just, I just want the Bravo show that's just Steen and Ranella hanging out and being besties. Where it's just her talking about the first rehearsal that everybody got all up in arms about. I heard some gossip about censoring because my queen Ronella was touching her uh, punani on a shot at her staging. I really loved it, but some other people didn't. So they deleted the photo of the Instagram. But I think it will be fine because, you know, it will be fine. And anyways, like I just loved that clip. It's so funny because it's just... As you said, like she's just being very direct while eating pasta on a balcony, like bottle of wine, and just ah, oh, yeah, this is this is exactly the tone that should be set here. <laughs> I wish there were more backstage shenanigans type stuff that we were privy to. I guess yes, <laughs> and yeah, I feel like that was missing this year, but maybe that was happening when I was in media blackout mode during rehearsal week. My favorite item from this tier was a another tweet, and this one was in response to a tweet from the Eurovision account saying, let's hear it for all the incredible artists who didn't make it to the grand final, but will be part of the Eurovision story forever, and then flags of all the countries that did not make it out of the semifinals. Carol McGee, 70, responded, we are not happy in the UK. My grandson is gay and likes the upbeat female vocal pop songs, and neither Albania, Ireland, or the goth lady from Austria have made it through. There are too many ballads in the final, so could you please change the lineup before Saturday? Thank you. Thumbs up emoji. I love this so, so much. <laughs> yes. I'm clicking through the responses now, and somebody has put Carol's Twitter avatar on top of the Wendy Williams clip where she says she's an icon, she's the moment. 
I'm pretty sure we retweeted this from the show account. It was either the show account or my personal account, or possibly both. I love the description of Pia Maria being the goth lady from Austria. It's just like, what? Yeah, they're just like, everybody's just like, Queen Carol, tell them Carol. Domino's Pizza UK has retweeted a photo of RuPaul, where part of the closed captions have been replaced. I don't want to see any more ballads in the final. Yeah, Domino's UK has been very active on the Eurovision scene. That was another item that was way at the bottom of the iceberg. So uh, Domino's Pizza UK and Republic of Ireland. (laughs) Thank you, Domino's UK intern. And we say intern, but we mean social media coordinator, because that's a person who has a full-time job doing things like this. Thank you for your service. I'm hoping that this was coming from a place of sincerity and not a gag of some sort, but there's a sweetness to it, but also really capturing an overall feeling in the fandom. Yes. I can absolutely read this as being a serious person tweeting at the Eurovision account and also just like very internet brain. They were just waiting for Eurovision to post something. I've got something to say to you back to you. (laughs) Yeah, so this is like where the middle is. And I think this is where it's tipping the balance between extremely online and Twitter brain. Like it's going into the deeps. Yeah, just just like it it only goes deeper from here. There's one thing in the next tier down, tier five, where I'm just like, yeah, I was in the room for that. Subwoofer threatened to eat host. I was vaguely aware of this one. Was this something that happened at one of the press conferences? Yes, I was at the Subwoofer meet and greet. Everybody in the room did bring our A game to asking questions of the Yellow Wolves and their handler. I came in with just, hey, so if you guys win, are we having Eurovision on the moon? And that was just sort of the level of questions that were happening. Right. One of the questions that popped up during that same meet and greet was they were asked what their favorite food was, aside from bananas and grandmas. As part of their response, they pointed to the hostess, teasing her by implying they will eat her. Which, uh uh-huh, very fun. That was a delightful meet and greet to watch. It ended with her learning the choreography pretty much real time and seeming to pick it up. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and again, it did seem like there was sort of a wonderful friendship forged because... The same hostess was at the turquoise carpet at the very end. The wonderful thing about the various hosts is that they had come up with bits they were going to do, regardless of whether the people they were going to do the bits for wanted it or not. Like, that just became very clear that our Italian hosts were going to do the stuff. Yeah, that that sounds very San Remo. We think this joke is funny, regardless of whether you do. When she saw that Subwoofer were making their approach to that area of the turquoise carpet, walked off camera and got some bananas. As they got closer, was holding the bananas up, and you can see either Keith or Jim just sort of start sprinting over to her and pick her up and spin her around. It was delightful. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Again, f- beautiful friendship. They did. They were not threatening to eat her. It was like a very fun, haha, we're friends. Yeah. Anyways, that was delightful. More things like that. The one that I picked from this tier reads, Achille Loro Gucci Roblox Concert. And somewhere a sleeper cell has been activated. Yeah, yeah. How many of those words, uh, how how much of that sentence makes sense to you? Achille Laro is the performer who represents San Marino at this year's contest. As it turns out, I've been reading Patrick Radenkeefe's new book, and it turns out that's also the name of a cruise ship. That was a phrase I was not expecting to pop up in my book about collecting his various New Yorker articles. Gucci is a luxury brand. I mostly see them in the context of Jared Leto lately. Roblox, that's an app where I'm vaguely aware that it happens. And Roblox concert, I remember seeing the video of the Ava Max one, and it seemed like a real hot mess. Yeah. We have set up Google alerts for all of the contestants for a year, and this was a line that just kept popping up in Achille Loro's entry. It's just like, Gucci Roblox concert! Roblox, it's this online meeting place 
sort of metaverse type platform where you can go and play games or create games for other people to play. And you like create these block-like avatars and run around. Yeah, it's just like an open world interactive second life. Sort of like open world Minecraft-y, but without the whole grindy, you need to collect wood and supplies and also kill all those green things. Exactly. But it is one of the most popular online destinations for anyone under the age of 16. It was huge in 2020. There are different things that you can do to unlock costumes for your avatars. So if you collect a certain number of coins, you'll get like a t-shirt or something that your character can wear. Or if you do this scavenger hunt or listen to a track at these concerts, like there's just all these different incentives so that you can further customize your characters. Yes, yeah, and the Pitchfork just had an article last month about what Charlie XCX's Roblox concert reveals about the future of the music industry, which is, it's a monetizable platform, so we are going to try and get as much money as we can. Achille Loro Superstar, featuring Gucci, was a Roblox virtual concert event that started February 18th and ended on February 26th. This is from the Roblox fandom wiki. So this was right around the time that Achille Loro was doing Una Voce per San Marino, okay. so... Yeah, it was just all tied in with the launch of his most recent album. And there was, like, Gucci-style clothing that you could get. So, like, black shirts and pants, pink-white combinations. So it's, like, Gucci styling, but also the Achille Loro aesthetic. And if you joined the event, you got a Gucci-branded rose. And then one of the scavenger hunts was finding 10 images of Achille Loro hidden throughout the Roblox world. I found one video on YouTube that was, like, explaining how to get all of these different items, and the person hosting it was obviously American and had zero clue who Achille Loro was. <laughs> and part of it is, like, when you get these items, you have to check in with the avatar of Achille Loro, who really looks nothing like him other than he has one small face tattoo underneath his eye. <laughs> it feels very difficult to replicate Achille Loro's stage wear in the platform like Roblox. Yeah, yeah, especially when it's such a kid-oriented audience. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, admittedly, like, Achille Laro does not pop to the top of the list for me when I think of who should host a Roblox concert. Going through this list, if you found all of those images, you would win two rock and roll wigs. Uh, if you go, if you collected random coins, you'd get Achille Loro superstar wings that you could add to your character. There was a crown and Queen Elizabeth skirts that would shoot out of t-shirt cannons uh, that you could just grab uh, in the air, I presume. Uh, and then you can also buy items with Robux, which is the in-game currency, including glam rock shoulder pads and uh, like queen neck ruffles things. So you would really look like somebody from an Achille Loro stage show. So that was neat. The event received mixed reviews from the Roblox community, with the experience receiving a 45% dislike ratio after it concluded. Players felt the prizes and accessories for sale were creepy, and the event was overall boring. Again, the <laughs> Tweens have responded. They're saying, who is Akile Laro? I'm not sure if I'm ever going to explore Roblox. It feels like it's not really my place to go visit. But yeah, looking it up on this, it's like, oh, at least now I know why all of those words were smushed together for a good month there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, and part of me just hears the phrase Akile Laro superstar. I'm like, he seems much more the person you would cast as the King Herod role there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that is tempting. Huh? No, I would absolutely yeah. go see like the touring company where it's Achille Laro as King Herod. 
It was Alice Cooper in the most recent NBC version. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the, that, that's like the good like guest casting area in Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar. Is that's the role where it's, it's one song. Anyways, that, that feels just sort of like deep, like it belongs deep in the iceberg. Going even deeper into the iceberg is the phrase, I'm famous singer in Estonia. This one's not as much fun, I think. It comes from a video that was surfaced of Stefan from Estonia. He was drunk and trying to flirt with a couple of women on the street. And one of his lines was, I'm a famous singer in Estonia. And one of them responds, please go away. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it, but the thing is, this is maybe like the end of what may have been a rather long encounter that at least one of the parties was not interested in. But it did remind me of of something that we didn't get a chance to bring up when we were talking about Stefan and his entry back when we were doing our deep dive into the songs. And he won Masked Singer in Estonia. I believe it was its first season. He was dressed as Ares, and he did a performance of Chop Suey, the System of a Down song. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to send you the link to yes. the video for this because, yeah, it is nuts. I mean, also, he's not an Aries. He's a Capricorn. So that that made it all the stranger. So <laughs> I have clicked on the video. Oh, good. Is someone recording their screen? I had not thought of the potential of this as a mass Singer song. Okay, no, like that works. That works surprisingly well as a mass Singer song. Because like it has like the melodic portion, but also as a scream portion. Really, I think the part that I enjoyed most is at the very beginning where it's this like, giant goat costume and he's screaming, wake up! Yes. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to turn that into some form of a meme and <laughs> where it was just be like, when it's time to wake up and then just have that image. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't really get it to work. My sleep paralysis demon when it's time to wake up. Anyways, I was just looking this up. The Estonian word yar translates to ram, which also translates to Aries. Aries is a ram. Yeah, I misspoke earlier. Yeah, so that was pretty much all there was on tier six. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, yeah actually... like this one was like had a lot of things I was surprised how much I knew, but because you also have things like Sinit's wig. Yeah, that was show art for one of our episodes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah we've all seen Sinit's wig. Roberta's broken horn. Yeah, we know. Mm hmm. Dramanda sanding her nails. That that really took me back to Eastie Lal. And just, oh, Dramanda really did not stand a chance. And that was a shame because that song was fun. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sinking further down the iceberg into tier seven, one that jumped out to me. And when I read it, I thought, oh, that makes sense. And then when I went through it, it doesn't make sense at all. Or it feels like a non-issue. Like it felt like something that could be potentially controversial but then like i looked i was like no this is very obviously not a thing so one of the lines on the iceberg reads Achman's confederate flag t-shirt which Achman is from the u.s that doesn't make it okay not everybody has a photo and a confederate flag t-shirt i certainly don't digging into it further and actually looking at the description a photo from twitter of a young Achman service of him wearing a t-shirt which has the confederate flag on it it appears the t-shirt was promotional clothing for a romeo and juliet school play that was adapted to be set during the american civil war which of course a well-meaning high school drama teacher was like what if we took shakespeare's greatest work and set it during the american civil war <laughs> okay i have an issue with that <laughs> yeah oh, oh yeah no it's, yeah. It, is it a good idea absolutely not no i have an issue with it being shakespeare's greatest oh work. i also do not believe that um <laughs> i'm like looking at this shirt now and it's like oh it's an interesting design and it's not even like a full confederate flag it's like half of a confederate flag because it's the north and the south He's so young in this photo. Oh, it's so upsetting. <laughs> but no, it's like, it's very clearly a theater production t-shirt. 
it's so clearly high school drama club this is the spring show it, it has a confederate flag on it but also not really so it's yeah just kind of like a non-troversy the context of this photo this tweet is from 2015 like what oh, level of internet sleuthery did someone have to do wow yeah someone was doing too much internet that's actually a nice segue into our last one which was another one of my favorite things from this year and we did actually have it like we recorded mentioning it but i ended up taking it out of the episode because it didn't actually fit in with the overall conversation but yeah towards the very very bottom of the iceberg ronella mistaken for isis uprising first of all it comes from the daily mail so you already know what you're getting yourself into with that but the headline for this is singer sparks panic after dancers dressed quote like terrorists perform in the back of a truck for her music video sparking fears isis had arrived in albanian city (laughs) and this was also back from 2015 there are like a ton of photos some video clips of Renella performing a song. Farther down in the article, she explains, It is a new song that still has not been made public, and it has an oriental background, and we interpreted the song accordingly. It is still, to me, incomprehensible that part of the video could be misinterpreted in this way, and I'm sure that once people see the full video, it will be clear that we weren't in any way attempting to cash in on the recent terrible events. I'm not sure what that is specifically referring to, but it's very costumey and, like, very apparent. Her hair is blue and purple in this. I really doubt ISIS is going to allow that kind of dye job uh-huh. <laughs> within their ranks. Uh-huh. The first sign that this article should not be taken seriously is that's from the Daily Mail. And just looking at the HTML line of just singer sparks panic, dancers dressed like terrorists, perform truck, music video, sparking fears ISIS arrive, Albanian city. This is just <laughs> Daily Mail fear mongering. <laughs> What kind of SEO do they think they're working with? Although I guess it must have worked because I did find it in a very cursory Google search when I was doing background on Renella's. <laughs> oh, but just see this as like part of her background. It was just like, I think I'm really going to like her. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she seems fun. Although uh, to present a counterpoint to what Renella said, the apology, however, failed to impress many, such as user Jetta.0077, who wrote, Miss Hayati, you have frightened our children you are the one creating the drama it's such a great preview of the sort of energy that i think ranella did end up bringing to the stage mm-hmm. where it, it was a little all over the place but yeah enthusiastic which i will take any day i just feel very satisfied to try to know less about things this is a good sign to me that this goal is working is that sometimes i don't need to know all the details on the thing for me and you kind of touched on it where it's just there was like the deep internet sleuthing to find that one photo of Achman and I feel like that this is coming from a mean-spirited place, uh-huh. ultimately. There's a lot of stuff about Marius Bear. There's a lot of—not as much stuff about Achman, but yeah, there's just, just this kind of, like, onlineness of kind of making fun, but not in a playful way. Like, there, it, a, a lot of entries based on Moldova's selection process, a lot of San Marino's selection process. Ranella's in there quite a bit. Brooke is in there quite a bit. Like, it, it does feel like it's kind of, I don't want to say punching down, because I don't mm-hmm. think that this is elevated enough to actually punch down, but it feels like it's more taking shots yeah. at things. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these could just be followed up by some other Twitter user responding with the one gif of Marie Kondo going, I love mess. A number of these entries, like, they don't go anywhere. No. Just, Here's the thing. It is okay. Okay. Like, well, just because something happened in the past, it does not make it historic. Look at this photo of Achman wearing a Confederate flag t-shirt. This is from 2015. This is real weird. I think it's more helpful when there's, like, jargon or slang or shorthand that's flying around on Twitter. And it's like, wait, what is this referring to? Mm-hmm. And then looking back on that. But... 
Yeah, some of these, it's just, okay. That Where this is very helpful for capturing just sort of the zeitgeist around the contest, and you have some very fun things, like how we all just sort of collectively believe that Pia Maria was a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> Which I still don't really get, but that's fine. I'm aware of the word. <laughs> I'm aware of the meme. <laughs> Steve Rogers. I get that reference. And also, I think this is an interesting indicator of what online means to different people. Like, th this post comes from Reddit, and I think there's a lot of Reddit influence in this post. There's an accompanying document that we'll link to in the show notes that kind of has everything explained, and it links to a lot of different Reddit posts. I don't do Reddit all that much. If it comes up in a Google search, that's how I do it. But I'm not like a regular Reddit user. I don't even think I have a Reddit account. And yeah, most of my Eurovision online experience is through Twitter. A lot of this stuff, I don't think reached the kind of more heavily traveled lanes of Twitter that we're on. Mm hmm. But yeah, like it, it was an interesting dive into this. It was helpful for sort of catching things that were floating around that I didn't entirely understand. But then also like stupefying where oh, I thought everybody knew that and see that it's like in tier six. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Seeing how the internet calibrates these various things. Because again, there are things that, that were like tier eight. I'm like, yeah, I know that. But there's also things like, oh, in is for Israel calling, Constracti used the towels from her hotel room. Or like, oh, that's like a fun little nugget of information to know. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, is that really like what the fandom is talking about? Or is it just like, oh, okay, neat. I might have done the same thing. Okay, like, so like, that, <laughs> seems, that just seems practical to me. That's going to do it for this episode of the Eurowhat. Thanks for listening. The Eurowhat podcast is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me and Mike McComb. That's me. You can follow the Eurowhat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. If you'd like to support the show, we are also on Patreon at patreon.com slash Eurowhat. Show notes are in the description of this episode and on our website at Eurowhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're at Eurowhat on Twitter, or you can email Eurowhatpodcast at gmail.com. Next time on the Eurowhat, we'll be looking back on other times we've been left asking, host country where? 